time to grow up. That's the title of our series here on Truth For Today with Pastor Phil Howard from Valley Bible Church in Hercules. We invite you to join us here in James chapter 1 as we pick up where we left off last time, starting in verse 22, taking a look at a message simply entitled, Doers or Deluded. You know, if you're saved and you know it, then your life will surely show it. If you're saved and you know it, say amen. Simple Sunday school hymn, but it, it bears witness with our message today. Here's Pastor Phil, join us. James is saying, stop. Look at the mirror. Look for life change. Let God talk to you. Let him take the information and x-ray you and show you what he sees because he doesn't want to condemn you and call you ugly. He wants to change you. He wants to beautify you. He wants to improve you. But you've got to stop at his mirror, which is his word. Look in that mirror. Look intently. You know what? I find all doers of the word are great listeners of the word. It's not that we don't listen, but we know we haven't completed the assignment until we do it. Now, let's look at application. Uh, and he gives them application right here in the passage. And uh, are you a doer of the word? If God showed you something today that you needed to do, is your first response, I'm going to do that? Or do you rationalize it away? Oh, I hope my wife got that. Man, I know that's for some people I know. When do you ever say, God, talk to me. Change me. Do you ever come to church and say, change me? Or is it change circumstances, change him, her, them? What about you? Do you ever hear God talk when you come to church? Or do you just hear a scrawny preacher? I wouldn't let anyone talk to me the way preachers talk to people if I didn't think they were telling me what God had to say. That's why I wanted to crack a Bible. Don't just get up, clean my clock. Tell me a verse. What are you talking about? I don't just go around here, people clean me up. Who, what, it's none of your business. If you don't like me, too bad. But when God's doing the talking, I better listen. And so if you don't think preachers are giving you the word, you need to go somewhere where you think God's talking. Because don't let a preacher get on your case. And that's why some of you get mad at preachers because you never do hear God. You haven't distinguished the voices. You think it's me. You say, boy, he's had a bad week. He's mad at the church. No, I'm not. Matter of fact, I was thrilled with BBS. I went out there Friday night. I, I didn't want it to end. It was so wonderful just seeing how God used all those people. It was, a, you know what I do to get a little bit of charge? One time I went to BBS. Tuesday nights, I go out and watch our youth group. If you want to see what God's doing with the younger generation, I dare you to go out there. Then uh, this week, Bungie Soccer starts up. I dare you to come visit our youth ministries and gripe that God's not reaching young people. He's reaching them left and right. He's just not doing it through you. He's using somebody. We got like 170 kids out of uh, volleyball madness. We probably got 200 kids in junior high, and we had 240 this week, kids up to the fifth grade. That's not too bad. That's a lot, folks. That's enough to have a church. 
And you say, I don't see God working. Why, no, you've got to turn off TV. You'd have to drive out to the club. He says, who are those kids? Yeah, there are kids. Our youth pastors are reaching kids. You know what? If Jesus was the pastor of this church, would sinners feel comfortable to come? We've turned church in a holy club. You know, it's amazing. Jesus never called a woman a whore in all the Bible. He never called them prostitute. And the religious crowd said, boy, let me tell you where she works. She works in the red light district. And Jesus said, you know what? I'm going to fill the void in this woman, and I care less. I'm not putting a label. Simon, my problem is religion that doesn't care. This woman doesn't bother me. Dead religion that misrepresents God to sinners is what bothers me. I came to die for sinners. I came to seek the lost. Would they feel comfortable here next to you, or would you play Brother Simon Pharisee? Man, you're a dirty sinner. Yeah, just like the pastor and the rest before the blood of Jesus got on me. Jesus cleanses sinners. This church ought to be for sinners. That's why you ought to be bringing people that just like you. And don't forget what you were when God picked you up. I said, don't forget what you were when God found you. See, that's another thing. As we get older, man, your kids think you were immaculate. Oh, they weren't there. They just don't know. You've only told them what you want them to know. Let us keep going. Uh, doers of the word, information with application leads or brings transformation. The people being changed in this church are the people doing the word. They're not critiquing my sermon every week. I used to have a man critique me every week after the sermon. I never saw him change, but he knew every grammatical error. He, he knew everything. If I said there was a thousand Philistines and there's only 900, he would let me know. Heavy stuff, you know. Want to keep the pure word getting out. Some of you, all you are doing is critiquing all the time. Well, that doesn't agree with me. That doesn't. Well, when are you going to shut up and start listening to God? Moody couldn't say correct English, and the British were outraged when this rough shoe cobbler from Chicago went to Britain, but it sure didn't keep God from saving thousands of Brits. I've heard more corn-fed farm boy preachers preach heaven down and preach hell hot and preach so much I wanted to know Christ. And they were never educated. The last thing they saw was the behind of a mule, and they started preaching. Yeah, that's the kind of people I grew up with, farm boys that got saved. And some of you know so much and do so little, and you wonder why the Christian life has become a drag. God doesn't bless big heads. He gave the Bible not to make your head big, but to change your heart. Amen. To change your heart. Well, let us keep on. James does. Be known for being a doer. Look at this little thing I put here. Little knowledge plus obedience equals. What would you fill? Fill in the word you think it equals. Three people, tell me what you put in. What was it? 
Transformation. Ooh, I love it. Yes, somebody else. Is that all? When are you going to do the word? I told you to fill that in. What does it, what does it mean? Joy. Thank you. Service. Freedom. Victory. Uh, see? Happy Christians. Happy Christians are the doers of the word. It's like when I preach on giving. Guess where the place is silent? All the non-givers. They can't amen what they don't do. They all said, oh, no, no. They, uh, what? Let's talk about evangelism, sharing your faith. Mm. You people, you just see them, they'll go into intercessory prayer. Mm. I said, you have cramps? No, I'm just praying. No, because you, you, you don't plan to do it. We've talked about it all the time. We talk about service. You know why you don't do it? You're not obedient. And God can't bless disobedience. Some of you are totally disengaged from the yoke of Christ. Where are you serving? In his body. For him. He's the head. It's his voice. It's his will. I didn't write the Bible. Where did he get involved? He, uh, and, uh, and then lots of knowledge with little obedience, what does it produce? What was that? Pride. Man, I know when the rapture's going to take place. Well, good for you. You're a pre-tribber, huh? Well, good. What are you doing in the meantime? Well, I'm telling people they need my chart. Jesus said, occupy. He said, stop gazing. Get busy. Book of Acts. I just want to stand gazing. The same Jesus that went up from you is going to come back the same way. You better go for Jerusalem. You better go for Samaria. You better go for Judea. You better go to the ends of the earth with a message and quit standing around on this hill. Get busy for him and tell the good news. Jesus knows when he's coming back. You don't need telling that. When are you going to get to going? This is what they call house cleaning. If you're unsaved, you may not want to. But if you're saved, the Spirit can actually talk to you that you've stopped at information and you're not growing because you've got to apply the Word of God before you'll grow. Who cares if you're a Calvinist and you're a pre-tribulationist and you still cuss your wife at home? Do you think, which, what would you rather have? Wouldn't you rather have a guy that's an Arminian and he thinks we're going to go through the trib, but he sure loves like Jesus? I wonder how many folks would come to church with him. We're over here saying, well, you know, uh, I've in the Reformed tradition. Well, quit bragging. Most folks don't even know what it is. They never knew about the reform. When are you going to reform? When are you going to change? Has anything changed in your household since you got saved? Little knowledge won't hurt you. Matter of fact, it will keep you growing. I remember when I was enrolled at Western Baptist College, I was standing in the line. I was a Pentecostal evangelist, so I'd been holding revivals all summer. And, uh, man, I was so glad I was going to be starting my junior year. I'd been going to another school. And so I'm starting my junior year there, and, and I'm talking with a guy I went to Richmond High with, Andy Tully, and I'm telling him about the revivals and, and this. And he was an evangelistic kind of guy and loved Tennessee Temple and 
boy, we were going back and forth, and he evangelized, and I'd been here, and that. We're talking, and this one little shy uh, Baptist girl in the back, she tapped me. She says, uh, uh, did I hear you say you've been, yeah. She said, what are you doing here? I said, well, I want to learn the Bible. I want to learn more about Christ. She said, are you sure this is the place for you? After hearing you guys, you sound radical. I said, no, we're just still alive. We haven't died yet. If we hang out with people like you, we may die. But, but I'm hoping, I want to know the Bible. And the guy's saying, how, how, whatever brought you here, you've been so mixed up. You're so confused, and you're the, I said, you just teach the Bible. I'll pay you tuition, and I'll let God straighten me out. I enjoyed God as much when I had that much knowledge as I do with this. Because as long as I walk in obedience, as you walk in the light, as he's in the light, you'll abound in joy and fellowship and some of you are amazed that God's blessing some folks that don't think just like you. And God just loved to bless them. You see, we took them to the Pentecostals to cast out the demon. We took them to the Baptists to teach them. But somebody had to be a William Booth that thought you could sober up a drunk, you could sober up a gal at the brothel, and you could feed her a meal in London and in one year lead 250,000 ex-prostitutes and drunks where the city had 30,000 bars and so many uh, brothels and so many 13-year-old girls being sold as prostitutes. But that Salvation Army radical crowd went out there, took stones, uh, Evangeline Booth, the women took the stones, took the rotten eggs, but by George would stay up all night with the drunk to lead them to Christ. Do you think God used them? Yeah, he did. We're too tame. The world didn't even pay attention to us. They paid attention to the radicals. Doing something for Christ. Church should be more than information. It ought to be people who will do it. Do it. Thank you, adults, for giving your life to help children last week. Thanks again. Well, uh, let's get our assignment. Look at here. Let's end up here. If anyone thinks he is religious and does not bridle his tongue but deceives his heart, this person's religion is worthless. First thing, he says, true religion will get a controlled mouth. Okay? So, the first assignment he gives, control your mouth. We need a mouth. Our mouth can edify, encourage, whatever, but he says, stop negative use of words, negative communication. And he said that in Ephesians, stop bad, corrupt communication. Do you still cuss? Cut it out. Do you still uh, run people down, never say a good word? Uh, You're always negative in speech. You're a complainer. You're a murmurer. James said, your religion's worthless. When is your mouth going to be used to encourage and say a good word about your God? If you can't find anything right with anybody, how about your God? He ought to keep your mouth employed. (laughs) Something to say. So he says, first assignment, get your mouth under control. Okay? He said, I I ain't going to change my way I talk. Uh Uh-uh. 
Okay. You've got a vain religion. It's worthless. A religion that is pure and undefiled before God the Father is this. To critique the music and get a donut every week. Oh, visit orphans and widows, as I said, when they get an inheritance. You see, in this culture, there was no welfare. In 1 Timothy 5, they kept a roll of all women who were 60 years of age who were widowed. And the church supported the widow, who was a widow indeed, who had no family to help her. And she was 60 years old and didn't have a husband. He said, the church has to support them. Orphans would just die because there was no system. Rome wasn't going to take them in. Uh, the temple wasn't going to take. So he tells the church, he's talking to believers, hey, why don't you go out of your way to find orphans? And there were plenty. Widows, there were plenty. We tell them, get Social Security, get on welfare. And so we skirt over this. But in a culture where they had none of this, he said, if you want to show off your religion that you really know God, go to the needy, those who need compassion, do it in their affliction, and keep unstained from the world. Here's the assignment that I think James is giving us. Control our mouth and show compassion to people in need, uh, whatever category. Now, let me give you an assignment this week. Are you looking at your notes? I want you to find uh, and write down two things this week. Somebody that you invested a good word in. You might write it. You may say it. And, and it'd be good if you could say something more than, good job. You know, maybe buy a card that can write something. If that, you can't talk any other way. But a Sunday school teacher, a worker, somebody that has blessed you, somebody you see in the yoke, someone. Uh, maybe in your family. Uh, it doesn't matter. Invest good words. Use your mouth for positive speech. That's all the assignment is. Write down who you do that for. And second of all, I want you to go out and this week find somebody you show compassion on. Uh, homeless, needy, maybe a widow that you know in this church or in your family, your neighborhood. Uh, Go and do something good. Or come out, uh, let's say, youth group. Find a kid that looks ragged and, and be radical. Buy him a pair of shoes or take him home and uh, buy him a hamburger. And as an adult man said, son, are your needs being met? Could I help you? Oh, that'd be radical. No, it'd be biblical. It'd be biblical. Uh, and so you do that. And what I would like for you to do is you can either contact Debbie or next week in our little card in the pews here, I want you to write down the name of the person and what you did. And I'm going to advertise it. I'm going to tell who you are. But I'll say, uh, I, I uh, sent Jim an encouraging note, and I was able to feed a poor man that looked like he was homeless, and I bought him breakfast. I, I was sure he didn't spend it on wine and booze, but I bought him a meal. And I said, I'm doing this in Jesus' name. Now, would you like to be happy? Now, what did James say? Wait, wait, listen, wait. If you do this, you'll be blessed. Anybody want a blessing? You're weak. Man, you're a weak crowd. Does anybody want a blessing? 
Thank you. You know you want a blessing. Do you want to obey? Wait, wait, the, the decimal went a little bit lower. Do, do you want to o obey? You do what James said. Now, don't talk about information. Go out and say, boy, it wasn't very deep today. Well, we're fishing towards the surface. You deep folks who are too far. My line doesn't even go that deep for you. Woo, you're down there. Man, you've got everything figured out in Revelation and Daniel. You just don't have anything figured out about your neighbor and about whether they're going to hell and whether you care or whether you do anything. Because your religion doesn't get that involved. He gave his Acts before he gave his Revelation. He gave his Matthew before he gave his Dan or after Daniel. But he said, go, disciple, baptize. Teach them to obey. Now notice what he said. Teach them to obey. What's missing in our Christianity today is obedience. And we got some people. I had Susie Fernandez tell me. She knew of a sister that attended four Bible studies a week in our church, plus she attended two at another church and does nothing in the church. All she does is spend her time in Bible studies. Waste of time. Many of our Bible studies are. It's information without transformation. Information without application. Big heads, small hearts, unchanged lives. And we wonder what's wrong with the Bible. It's not the Bible, it's you, my friend. Until you do what God says, until you do what God says, you're not going to be blessed. I had a person yesterday tell me, he said, would you please pray I get this job and I'm praying to get this job? Well, you're living in an immoral life. Don't, don't think you're going to get uh, God hear you when you won't obey him. Jesus said in John, if you love me, you'll obey my commandments. You don't love a God, you won't obey. This church needs revival. We need to believe we're in the last days that we ought to think the household's on fire and you're urgent about bringing people. You don't have to bring them. You ought to share with them right where they are. Take them to Starbucks so you can tell them about Christ. And don't be telling me all about Jesus coming. I've been believing that 50 some odd years. But I'm going to work until he comes. And like he may not come for 100 years. And you prophetic nuts ought to be sure you're prophetic obedient. What are you doing to make him known now before he comes, before the flood comes, before the rapture? Tell me who you're sharing the gospel with. Tell me how much you're praying every day. And don't quote me the date he's coming. You don't know. But I know he told me to make the word known that a kid is worth rescuing. A drunken man deserves a meal. And that God saves drunks. He rebuilds homes. Marvelous gospel can change a man's life. I wish we believed it. Well, to be sure, God has called us to live out what he has put in us, to be doers of the word. Our series is called It's Time to Grow Up, and this is Truth for Today with Pastor Phil Howard from Valley Bible Church here in Hercules. We thank you for spending time with us today, and we'll leave you with our address and phone number in the event you would like to contact us. In fact, we would ask you to take a moment and let us know how the program is encouraging you in your walk with Christ. Now, there are a couple of ways that you can do so. Simply call us at 
855-833-9864. That's 855-833-9864. Or you can write to us at 1511 M. Sycamore Avenue, Suite 278. We're here in Hercules. The zip code is 94547. Another way to reach out to us would be to stop by our website and drop us an email, valleybible.org. Now, we do have a lot of other resource materials available there, as well as a lot of information about who we are and what we believe. You'll find it all again at valleybible.org. And then finally, if you'd really like to let us know how the program is encouraging you, the best way would be to do so in person. Our service times here at Valley Bible Church in Hercules are at 9 and 11. Directions can be found on our website, valleybible.org, or by simply calling 855-833-9864. That's 855-833-9864. For a copy of today's program, simply mention today's date. We'll send a copy out to you just for asking. If you would like the entire five-CD set that today's program was taken from, for a donation of $10 or more, we'll send it your way. Simply contact us and let us know of your interest, 855-833-9864. We do trust we'll hear from you soon and look forward to seeing you next time we get together for another broadcast of Truth For Today with Pastor Phil Howard.